This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. All right, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's the Joe Pag Show. Lots going on. Lots to get to on um, on your free speech day. I don't want to say the day yet because then I have to play the song. Uh, Simona Magiante Papadopoulos. She is in Greece. She is from Italy. She's George Papadopoulos' wife. You know George Papadopoulos from from the fake Russia collusion thing that they were trying to dump on Trump. On Trump. We've had George on several times. She is really in the know about what's happening in Europe. And they're talking about on their newscasts every night our issue with the Second Amendment, our issue with guns in this country. But the angle that they're taking is very different than you might expect. We talk about that. We also talk about Ukraine. Uh, We talk about Biden sending $40 billion to Ukraine and a whole lot more. So we'll get to that for you. Plus, there's new information now uh, in the investigation of what happened in Uvalde, Texas. And um, this may change your perspective a little bit, might not, on a Friday. Free speech Friday. Friday. Let's go. Uh huh. That's right. Uh huh. You bet. That is Carrie Lockie, Chocolate Voice. How you doing, Carrie? All right. Oh, making it happen. Sam in the house. Whatever's on your mind, fair game. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. You go there, scroll down to the bottom. You can send me an email by clicking on contact. That'll come right to me. And also make sure you follow me on your favorite social media. Love to have you do that as well. All the videos, the um, the the interviews that I do, not the full show. The full show video is going to be the video on demand on Twitch. But um, the interviews that I do all go up on Rumble, and the monologues I do as well, plus the parodies as well. Haven't done one in a little while. We've got to do a parody this weekend. But those are all on Rumble. Go to rumble.com or download the Rumble app and put in Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S, if you don't mind. Now, before we get into some serious news, Sam, are we, are we, are we talking about puppies or not? We can definitely talk about puppies. So Sam has the, uh, what are the, the little, uh, little uh, annoying yapper dogs. Is that, that's the official name, right? Well, their official name is Miniature Australian Shepherds. But yes, Little Annoying Yapper Dogs is also part of the name. Exactly right. Now, Carrie, have you seen the pictures of the yappers? I have. They are very, Puppies very are gorgeous, cute. right? Yes, yes. Well, have you seen the pictures? Yes. Gorgeous dogs. They got blue eyes, most of them. And uh, Sam, you actually have breaking news. You sold a yapper. Yes. I definitely did, and I cried the whole time. What are you crying about? You had seven. You have the, I you, you, love them. They're so precious. You have mom and dad, and then you've got seven right. yappers. What, what, what are you talking right. about? Well, we also want to keep one, too. No. We're not sure. Nope. I don't know. I I'm mean, going to ask the crew. How do you say no? I'm going to ask the crew. Yes. She's well, no, got, yes. She's Why got, not? She's got hey, eight dogs right not, now. Yes, but so she keeps one of them. She's not going to keep all eight. Oh, I Thank can't have you. an opinion, really? Don't give me an attitude. 
No. Well, let would have an opinion. You're not living she, there she can, with eight dogs or l- let me, three dogs. Let me help or... you out. I'm going to help you out here. Okay. These, these go for pretty good money. I'm not going to say how much. They go for pretty good money. Mm-hmm. Sell all seven and have the, the mom and dad make some more. What's wrong with that? <laughs> no. Well, Kate, they will make more keep... eventually. Well, I mean, get get rid of all the first lot and then mom and dad will go, well, we don't have to take care of this kid. Look, if you, if you keep the dog, they might not get busy. No, that's not how it works. Pretty sure. I talked to Rosie and I talked to Archie, and I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Polo, what do you think? Should she keep a dog or not? How many kids do you have? Do I have? Five. Okay. So I see. What does that have to do with whether she should keep a dog? Well, it's I'm not like saying, I, can, I can put some of my kids up for adoption. I'm going to put my kids up for adoption and make more kids? Is that true? Is that the same thing? No, I'm just saying you just finished saying that it, it would... Stop them from from making any more, and I say never stopped you. So, well, I mean, the last one was a long time ago. I'm just going to say, <laughs> let me just put it out there. Um, so, Carrie, you're saying keep a dog yes. because you all have to be a naysayer. Paul, you're saying yes. keep a dog. Sure, why not? What the what the hell more is wrong with these people? Sam, sell them. Get that money. Sounds like my decision has been made. <laughs> oh, and if they would have gone the other way, you would have you would have just agreed with it. I would have disagreed, and my decision would have been made. <laughs> exactly right. So there you go. So um, uh, now, what was the one's name that you that you sold? Today was Daisy. Oh, good. We, we couldn't stand Daisy. Eye. Good to get oh, rid of whatever. What? She's what? so sweet. No, she was one of the sweetest ones. Now, did they already take Daisy, or they paid and and they're gonna get Daisy later? They took her. Um, they've had many Aussies in the past, so they know how to take care of them, and I felt very confident with that. So. I don't know. I'm getting what, emotional, but don't get emotional. Stop it. So, so um, when you have the puppies, is it different for mini Aussies? Where the hell they're called? Is it different for them um, uh, about when you can let them be adopted? Is there like a range? Like they're six weeks old, eight weeks old, sixteen. How, when do you know that it's a good time to to? What is it? Find them a new home. What, what do you call them? Home them. What do you call uh, that? Rehoming them. Rehoming yes. them. Yeah. So there is there is something. It's it's once once they're weaned off of their mother's milk, then at that point it is appropriate to either adopt them out or sell them. And for many Aussies, it's anywhere between like four and a half to five and a half to eight weeks. So. They're all pretty much on regular puppy food now, so they can go to their new homes. All right. Well, listen, congratulations on selling one. I, th- I say you. sell all seven because I know you, Sam. They're going to have another litter. You're going to want to keep another one. No, that's not how Sam? I am. No. Sam. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, so Carrie and Polo didn't help at all. Whatever. Um, I, I, listen, I'm all about the profit, but I haven't had these dogs, so I understand how you could possibly get attached to them. But uh, congratulations on selling the first. That's the first one you've ever sold. That is the first puppy I've ever sold, and it was very hard because I want to keep all of them. You cannot keep all of them. We've already had this discussion. All right. Um, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I don't want to hear whether you think she should keep or sell them. I thought we lightened up a little bit because we're about to get very heavy again. More information just came out about Uvalde, about what happened at that school. Now, I gave you my monologue last week when we found out the real information that there were 19 police officers in the hallway, and the bad guy was still um, locked in the, in, in the room where he was killing the students and the teachers. And we knew that some of the students were on the phone with 911 while the police were still in the hallway, and the police didn't go in knowing they were still alive to try to save them. And the question was, why not? And the answer is, I think it's a very simple answer. You go in. Um, Now, they said, the commander on the scene allegedly said, this has gone from active shooter to barricaded gunmen. That's That's why we don't barge in. We've got him cornered here. He can't go to the rest of the school and do any more harm to anybody else. But again, we now know that there were kids inside that room calling on 911 and they were being killed as they were calling 911. 
The gunshot should have been heard and the police still should have gone in. I'm going to stick to my guns on that one, no pun intended. But having said that, we do find out new information today that we didn't know last week. If you don't mind, Carrie, fill me in on this. From USA Today, Pete Arredondo, chief of the Uvalde School District Police Department, who oversaw the law enforcement response to a shooting that killed 19 students and two teachers, arrived at the scene without his radio and other equipment. Two law enforcement sources told the Austin American Statesman of the USA Today Network. The two officials were briefed on the matter but not authorized to speak publicly. A state senator, Roland Gutierrez from San Antonio, told KABB-TV he was informed Friday by law enforcement officials that Arredondo did not have his radio or comms on him during the incident. And the revelation also comes after Gutierrez said Thursday the 911 calls from terrified children inside Robb Elementary School were not relayed to the chief, raising questions about when and what information Arredondo knew during the attack. Arredondo's actions have been under mounting, mounting scrutiny in the days following the shooting, including his decision to treat the incident as a barricaded subject instead of an active shooter. Experts have said the response was out of step with law enforcement training about how to handle such shootings. Arredondo, who remains on the job, has repeatedly declined to comment. Okay. So let's break this down. Why on God's green earth doesn't he have his, his radio? Why are there no, no comms or communications on him? He's got to have that. You've got a situation where you've got a really bad guy in the school intending to kill as many people as he can. The police, this is the school district police chief, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. The school district police chief is there. We now know that he was the commander because as the, um, the DPS told us last week, the on-scene commander said it went to barricaded gunmen instead of active shooter. And, and I'm hearing your story that you just read. He was the guy that made that decision, this guy Arredondo. So no comms, you can't talk to him. So the 911 calls are going from the from the classroom to the dispatch. Dispatches is sending it out to Arredondo, who doesn't have his radio. I, I, I just don't understand why there isn't standard operating procedure when it comes to something like this. I hate it. You hate it. Everybody watching and listening hates it. We don't want our kids to be in harm's way. Bad people are going to try to do bad things to good people. That's the way human beings work. Most of us are very good. Then the off chance of a bad guy showing up wants to do really bad things. We have to have a standard operating procedure to protect the kids, protect the teachers, protect the building. There should be no question here. How can you possibly be the on-site commander when you have no communication with 911? 911 says... Chief, there are, there are kids inside that room right now alive on 911 with us. They're on their phones. At that point, you, you barge in. He doesn't know that because, as the story says, he didn't have his radio. Now, I wasn't there. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm, I'm guessing that, that they're not making it up. And, and again, you just go in. Can't we just go in? 19 to 1, you've got a really good chance of killing this guy and stopping him before he kills anybody else. Now, Carrie, I wonder if you could verify this, because I've heard this. I, don't, I just wonder if you've heard this. Mm-hmm. When, when Border Patrol got there and the Bortec guys got there, the police on the scene tried to stop them from going in. They told them not to. I have heard that also, but I can't verify that. Yeah, I don't have a source for it, but I've heard that in several different reports in passing. So I'll look for it. Maybe, maybe you could take a look, too, see if that's actually been verified. But can you imagine? And then the Bortec guy said, screw you, I'm going in. And he, and he killed the guy and stopped the threat. Um this should have happened way sooner than that. I don't know Arredondo. Uh, he's a school district um, uh, police chief. 
They, generally speaking, are very good people. He's obviously from the community. He can't be happy about how this has turned out, and I can't imagine what he's thinking. But in a very non-emotional way, in a very tactical, standard operating, operating procedure way, if I'm, if I'm a parent going to send my kid to a school in that district, I need to be assured that my kid will come home for dinner. It's not asking a lot. I need to be sure that when somebody closes the door after it was propped open, that it latches and locks. That didn't happen. I need to know that if something were to go down, God forbid, when the cops show up, they're coming in and they're going to do all they can to take out the bad guy. That didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And instead of us saying, let's focus our attention now as as a city, Uvalde, as a county, as a state, as the United States, on making sure that kids will come home alive at the end of the day. Now we're having some stupid argument about the Second Amendment and whether you're 18 or 21. It doesn't make any sense. It actually is beyond the sensical. It's nonsensical is what it is. So your thoughts now that you hear this new information, that he doesn't, he doesn't have his radio on him, he's not getting anything from dispatch saying there are kids and they're alive, go in. He keeps people out outside, even though you have to be able to hear gunshots inside because we know that according to the state police, the DPS, there were people dying inside the room while police were in the hallway. You have to hear the shots. You still don't go in until Bortak gets there. That's Border Patrol, Border Tactical Unit, gets there, and that guy shoots and kills him. So what are your thoughts now that you're hearing this? Because a lot of people appreciated the monologue I did last week with the updated information. Some people who are in law enforcement, you don't understand. I knew that I was going to get that one, but I got that from some people. You haven't been in that situation. Right. I didn't sign up to, be, to do that. These men and women did. They have to go in. That's the job. Just go in and, and get the bad guy. So your thoughts about what you just heard, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by the Joe Pag Show for your Friday, your free speech Friday, whatever's on your mind. Fair game. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we will move on. So I appreciate you being here. We've got a great interview with uh, Simona Maggiante Papadopoulos at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about a lot of a lot of things, including what does Europe think of Joe Biden? Uh, that, it was an interesting question because I came up with it. You know what I mean, Carrie? Mm-hmm. But an even more interesting answer. Very interesting answer. Were you able to find anything that said that uh, what we were talking about earlier? No. About uh, Uvalde? No, I can't. Now, who's I'll the guy that working. got sworn in at, on the city council? Was that the, the, the county sheriff? Because I thought the police chief was sworn in in the city council like two days later. Well, he was, yes. But it was the Uvalde police chief. It wasn't the district police chief. Uh, hold on. Let me 
Because I don't think they were the same guy. I think there was a Uvalde police chief. Yeah. Then there was the school school district district police police chief. chief. All right, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let me know. I'm going to give people a little of this while we do that. As we age, we get tired. Hard to hard to catch up with the sleep we need. Hard to find that extra energy. You know, energy is directly related to your your circulation, your blood pressure, to your uh, your blood flow. You got to make sure that that's all right, and you get that all supported by Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat. They give you the energy that you need. They're good for you too. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick me up. Add two delicious plant based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine. Promote heart healthy energy for your entire day. Without that caffeine crash or that sugar crash, Superbeats Heart Chews, they use unique clinically researched grapeseed extract to promote heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. So why not go right now to the website they put together for you because you listen to my program. It's a specific website just for my listeners and my viewers. It is uh, joelovesbeats.com, joelovesbeats.com, up to 45% off, free shipping when you go to that website. It's their best offer available anywhere, so go now, go now save this money, up to 45% off JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com, make that happen. You find anything on that? Yeah, it was uh, Pete Arredondo, the school district police chief, uh, who was sworn in as a city council member. All right, so the police chief that was there, that we now find out didn't have his, his and again, if he won the election, I get, I get why he's being sworn in. But, I mean, at this point, maybe while this investigation is going on, and maybe to cooperate the best you can, maybe you don't take your seat as a, as a city council member. I don't know. I mean, I just think that that changes everything um, when, when something like this goes on. And you're going to want to be as upfront and as helpful as you can be. And you're, you're going to want to be part of how to make sure this never happens again. I just, again, I don't know the guy. He might be the nicest guy on the planet. But I know that some huge mistakes were made that day. And, and many of you might say, well, who are you to judge? You weren't there. I wasn't there. I am not somebody who signed up, got trained, and said that I would protect these kids. Now, had I been there, not in a police capacity because I'm not a police officer, I'd have tried my best to save the kids. I would have. I, I know that's who I am. And I think that a lot of police officers there probably would have as well, but they, to their fault, I think, listened to the commander, this guy, and maybe shouldn't have. Well, we now know they definitely shouldn't have and gone in. And thank goodness Bortak did not listen if in fact that's true, that they were told, you know, don't go in, I'm glad that they went in and took this guy out. That school has 600 kids, and it's disgusting that 19 died. But can you imagine, this guy had a lot, a lot of ammunition on him. He was there to, to kill everybody that he possibly could. So I'm glad Bortak got there and stopped him. But this guy could have been stopped earlier from all the information we have. Let me go to the phone line, say hello to uh, Jim in Las Vegas. Jim, come on. Hey, hi, Joe. I'm glad I got a hold of you. Last week, I tried to call you, too, after that one gentleman uh, security specialist you had on. He said, what What can you do right now? Yeah. And I was thinking, I was yelling at the radio, say, hey, I'll go out there tomorrow. I'm a retired security specialist. Right. And uh, not only law enforcement, military, but significant uh, security and casino security, as well as building and uh, chemical security. But the easiest way to do this, yo, is everybody's got the cameras, but they're just recording. You need real-time monitoring like we had in uh, in Vegas here. Yeah. And real-time monitoring, you're seeing everything as it's going down, and you're seeing it before it even starts. So as soon as you see that suspicious person, you're already on the, the monitor is already on the phone notifying uh, if it's a school, uh, potentially school staff, the point of contact there. They're notifying the police. And then my background in law enforcement is whenever we responded to a call, when you read the first thing you wanted was the best description. If it's a man with a gun or whatever yeah. the case may be, you want to know who you're looking for. Cause on the way to the call, 
a lot of times on three, four blocks away, you saw that person and you grabbed that person. And sure enough, that's the person with the gun. What you got here is you got all these people standing outside the school in Texas. Nobody knows where he's at. Nobody knows. First of all, nobody knows how many people are there, how many, uh, how many uh, 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 individuals are involved in the incident. So if you know, you say, okay, he's at the southeast corner of the right. building, or he's entering from the parking lot. He's got a backpack. He's got a rifle. So everybody responding knows what they're dealing with. And more importantly, you sound the alarm for the people in the school before this this uh, this person gets to, gets to the doors that locking all the doors. Well, wait, hey, Jim, I hear you. I got to stop you there because I'm, I'm just about out of time, but I do want to comment on it. Thank you, Jim. I think you're right. Uh, with the technology the way it is today, you can have a live video camera anywhere. I mean, I've got a live video camera on me right now that's going out to the world. I mean, setting something like this up, even with a small webcam, would be very easy. I'm not sure why there isn't real-time monitoring at every single school, and I'm not sure why there isn't uh, some sort of a police office in every school as well. We come back, it's going to be Simona Papadopoulos. Make sure you stay right here to find out what Europe is saying about what's happening here. Keep it here. This is The Joe Pag Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's always wonderful to have this young lady on. She's an interviewer. She's a model. She is somebody who knows a whole lot about the world and joins us from Greece today. Uh, it is uh, Simona Magente Papadopoulos. Simona, how are you? Good to see you again. Hi, Joe. It's such a pleasure to be on your show every time, even from a different part of the world, uh, lately from Europe. I'm in Greece and uh, very happy to connect with you. Different time zone, but... Uh, Always a question. No, well, I absolutely love having you on. You were in, uh, I believe, Naples last time we talked in Italy. Um, Let me ask you this. You didn't know I was going to ask you this, but I love Greek food. Can you really get a good Greek gyro in Greece or not? Absolutely. And uh, (laughs) I'm just coming out of an incredible Greek dinner. So um, I'm definitely positive about uh, trying Greek food. Uh, And uh, as an Italian, I shouldn't say that, but I almost prefer (laughs) the food Italian one. Forgive me for that. You cannot say that. Are you crazy? You can't say that. I can't. (laughs) But it's just like because really, you know, among Italians, we can say the little things. I I understand. Listen, I love Greek food. Certainly, I love Italian food. I've got to get back to Italy. It's been a long time. Now, you've got a unique perspective because we're watching what's happening in America. But I know that there's a lot of interest in Europe. Like the BBC had me on the radio the other night trying to convince me that the Second Amendment isn't necessary. So when it comes to just the general news coverage, do you find in Europe that they're covering the shootings and the gun issues that we're having in America or not? Absolutely. It's been on the headlines of many newspapers and even uh, uh, a lot of uh, news shows. Uh, but, you know, the prospect, the perspective is slightly different. Uh, it's not about the Second Amendment itself. It's about uh, a failure of the American judicial system and as well uh, an amendment of the society, mostly than one of the fundamental rights for Americans. Even though most of Europeans uh, can't relate uh, to this right because we don't have a right to buy a gun, we can relate to the freedom to defend yourself. Self-defense is important uh, and it's part of uh, American culture. And uh, we totally believe that the killer is not in the weapon, but it's in the killer. Uh, We can kill somebody with a knife. And uh, to be quite uh, frank, uh, it's uh, it's a stereotype that has been uh, far too politicized for the wrong reason. Uh, I always make this example, blaming uh, the killing, the massive shooting on the uh, Second Amendment is like uh, 
pointing out that the killer was a Latin guy. So they are all stereotype, both wrong. The core issue is completely different, yeah. and the Europeans totally get that. While in America, this is a becoming political argument. A couple of things. So in Europe, you're not allowed to buy a gun at all as a private citizen? Well, you can, uh, but only if you have a specific uh, diplomatic status okay. or you belong to some sort of categories, not as a, a citizen. So we don't have this right, but I hope one day we will. Well, I'm always, I'm always interested. Well, I hope that you do as well. But I'm always interested in why Europeans say what they say about our gun laws here. And here's what I mean. World War II wasn't that long ago, and Hitler took all the guns away. Mussolini took all the guns away. Stalin took all the guns away. And then what did they do? They killed everybody. They, uh, Mao in, in, in China took all the guns away, and he killed 60 or 80 million Chinese people. Do people forget history that if you can't defend yourself, the government can do anything they want? I, to I totally agree with you. It's a, as I said, it's a matter of a perspective. People have a short memory when it comes to history. And uh, we are uh, much uh, worse in a society where we can't... Uh, uh, defend ourselves, though our judicial system doesn't defend ourselves, that doesn't self, uh, defend citizens. So we're basically in the situation where we are prevented to have access to the weapons, while the weapons are tools, are nothing but tools. Right. And the tools is used by people in different ways, and they can have a good purpose and a bad one. So we should look into the purpose and the use of the tool rather than on the tool itself. Second Amendment is sacred in America yes. and it's touchable. And it's, it's pretty scary how this uh, uh, socialist agenda is trying to import uh, in the United States uh, some uh, concept, uh, some uh, wannabe concept of socialism that don't belong to the United States at all. It's Simona Magiante Papadopoulos. She is uh, awesome, an interviewer. She, she is somebody who knows a whole lot about politics around the world and about the, the state of the globe. You know, It's interesting that you said in the beginning of my asking you about the Second Amendment and guns, you said that it's in the news because they don't understand the justice system in America. It wasn't really about the gun or the right that we have to have the gun. It's about how our judicial system isn't protecting people from bad people. Absolutely, and it's uh, quite scary uh, that we're pushing this agenda where we are protecting the criminal more than the victim, but then we, we blame the gun and the weapon when the crime happens. It's so contradictory, and it should really push people to look farther and behind what they're presented to, uh, to the news uh, to be the problem. Right. It's definitely not the gun. It is uh, Simona Papadopoulos again. I appreciate you coming to us from Greece. I've got to ask you about George Soros. Does he have the same sort of impact on Europe as he has on America? And what I mean is he's buying district attorney's offices. He's buying DA's offices. He's buying elections in America. And he's putting people in office that don't want uh, laws to be followed. Um, and he's got a big you know, presence on the world stage last week at the WEF. There he was talking about the kind of world he wants to see. Is he doing the same thing in Europe as he does here? Absolutely. And uh, uh, I had a chance, as you mentioned, to be an interviewer uh, about in uh, Ukraine about this documentary, the, the origin of the current crisis. And uh, uh, George Soros is directly involved and named by a number of people as the one who uh, shaped the uh, sphere of influence uh, just yes. to push narratives and uh, basically import concepts that uh, are necessary for him to push the society toward a certain orientation. And it's uh, definitely uh, an evil agenda uh, that involves and targets specifically young people. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty uh, crazy how this person is uh, not only uh, supported by the big powers worldwide, and we know, for example, Clinton and even Obama, but the same Joe Biden. 
yeah. with Roger Soro being involved even in the most infamous uh, um, revolution in Ukraine, for example, Maidan revolution, uh, we know it was uh, uh, distributing leaflets with right. uh, information. Propaganda is uh, is a weapon more than the guns. Uh, but but, but Simona, why? I, got, I have to ask you, why does he want a society that has a lot of crime? Why does he want a society that turns a blind eye to drug crimes and, and theft crimes and, and prostitution? This These DAs don't want to prosecute anything. How does George Soros benefit from that because it's a society that is uh, easier to control mm. that's what i believe and uh, there is an evil plan an evil agenda behind that uh the master puppets of evil plans uh, uh, usually is beneficial is benefits of all this uh, right. uh dysfunctions and balances of society that we purposely create so think about what happened with covid now suddenly disappeared uh, i'm here in greece i didn't have to take a covid test to travel mm, nobody's asking for a green pass anymore it seems like from a month to another, uh, the world is the same as used to be, but we didn't really realize that we we were like little soldiers yes. uh, obliged to follow an agenda that was imposed on us and nobody questioned, nobody guessed. And this is the type of society which is easy to control. When uh, you put people in despair, when uh, you promote fear, fear is uh, another tool. So, you know, I always say don't put the focus on the guns, put the focus on the fear, on the control, yeah. and all the weapons that such propaganda and uh, influence that uh, these master uh, manipulators achieve to create in the world. It's Simona Magiente Papadopoulos coming to us today from Greece, and I appreciate that. When it comes to the WEF, uh, you're very, very smart. I know that you saw everybody showed up in a private jet. Everybody was had a big, giant carbon footprint at the same time telling you and me that we have to be wary of, of climate change. Do they think that we don't see that? I mean, they're obviously hypocrites. Do they think that we don't notice that they're acting like they're kings and queens and monarchs while treating us like peasants? Absolutely. And you know what uh, the, uh, the reaction, they label people about, uh, like us, critical thinkers, as uh, conspiracy uh, people, we oh. are making conspiracies. So it's uh, another label they put on, on us to shut us down, yeah. to shut our voices. It's uh, really uncomfortable nowadays for people thinking. Much more uncomfortable to have people thinking than people carrying a gun. Trust That's me. true. Oh, and, oh, and, well, let me ask you, is there is there a goal, do you think, Simona, to just rule the world? One world government and everything they say has to go? I think so. I think it's a massive communist idea that they are... Uh, trying to uh, shape in a, a different fashion to make it acceptable. And that's why they often employ uh, uh, terms that uh, calls uh, uh, big values like democracy right. or human rights. All we see happening in the world has nothing to do with democracy or with the human rights. Uh, America, for example, can care less about the war in Ukraine. We know perfectly that uh, what happened in Ukraine is just like a, an opportunity for Biden to uh, weaken Russia. But uh, how did it weaken Russia? It actually weakened America and the American image in the world. Today, we think that America is not a superpower country it used to look up to as being completely weakened by a, a clown, yes. a sleeping clown, a, a puppet probably in the hands of uh, somebody else. But uh, it's, it's very sad. It's very sad to see that. It's uh, Simona Magiante Papadopoulos coming to us from Greece. Great information, as always. Let me ask you about Ukraine specifically, because you've got a lot of great knowledge on Ukraine. Joe Biden and his entire family were part of making tons of money 
through corruption in Ukraine. There's no doubt. Joe Biden definitely extorted Ukraine for that billion dollars, and he made them fire the prosecutor that was looking into Burisma. And uh, the prosecutor... What, right, no, without a doubt, that's what they did. Uh, Joe, Joe Biden's son, a hunter, was making a million dollars a year in a job he knew nothing about, and then the big guy was getting his cut, because we know about that from the, from the laptop. So why is Russia in Ukraine? Why is this going on? Why are we sending $40 billion to Zelensky, who then gave up Mariupol to Russia? I'm confused why all of our money and our resources that could be used better here to keep kids safe in school, why is that going to this country that we never thought much about? Because uh, uh, Joe Biden proved consistently uh, to think about one interest and one interest only, and it's his pocket and it's, it's on uh, cover up, it's on corruption. Of course, we know now we have access to enough information to know uh, which type of business uh, Joe Biden was doing in uh, uh, Ukraine through uh, this uh, uh, corrupted scheme offshore a company based in Cyprus, Burisma, uh, that benefits uh, its own pocket for millions and millions of dollars. Right. Uh, but we know also that uh, he had the power to overthrow the prosecutor that was looking into that. So we can safely say that uh, he reduced Ukraine into a state client of the United States. At this point, what he's doing is not uh, paying with his pocket for his own corruption. He only takes uh, money from Ukraine, but now he's asking, uh, he has actually he achieved to have approved uh, $40 billion to uh, a country that is not a member of NATO, so it makes absolutely no sense right. to uh, even get involved uh, in this extent into Ukrainian business, uh, using again uh, the pretext of uh, uh, democracy, uh, because uh, of course uh, you can't. Uh, the humanitarian aid and the sanction were not enough. You need to take from the Americans' uh, pocket all this money that should have been invested in protecting your borders. Uh, should be invested in uh, uh, improving your society yes. and also thinking about uh, the uh, humiliation uh, of all these people that are living in the streets in America. Homelessness is a disease. I live in Los Angeles. I'm based in Los Angeles and uh, I can tell you safely that it's not only Los Angeles but even other cities in America where young people, American, even veterans, live in the streets. What Joe Biden is doing with uh, taxpayers' money, sending his money in corrupted pocket in Ukraine, and trust me, we have a, a source or informing um, authorities here in Europe as well, European Union, that this money that America gave to Ukraine is not even being invested properly into the purpose it was given for. So we, we, we don't really know where this money went. You know, I saw some video today at Venice Beach in California, and it's nothing but lines and lines of tents, and there are people who are hooked on drugs, people who are, who are sex trafficking, people who are mentally ill, and they're all right there on what used to be this beautiful part of the United States of America. You're right. We keep on sending billions of dollars to Gavin Newsom, and he does nothing with that money to fix the problem there, yet we've got $40 billion to send to Ukraine. So let me ask you this. It's uh, Simona Maggiante Papadopoulos, and you've got great information on Ukraine. Is Zelensky this great uh, um, democracy guy that people keep saying? Because it appears to me that he shut down some news organizations. He's shutting down anybody who's ethnically Russian. And, uh, but he keeps on talking about how this is a world fight for democracy. Is Ukraine a democracy like I know a democracy? Zelensky is nothing but a dictator trained to be a clown. So he's incompetent. And I'm not, uh, of course, I'm not uh, criticizing him for his uh, previous acting job, but he showed his incompetence and also his corruption and his uh, dictatorship. We, we always blame Russia 
that's it shut down the opposition party it shut down opposition news we know that uh, they're fabricating and covering up a lot of uh, atrocious uh, war crime as well but of course we have to build up the uh, idea of russia as being the only enemy i'm not condoning russia i'm not uh, right. absolutely being a making apology yeah but we should re- we should really know we should really know who zelensky is though right we don't know who he is all well, we're being told is that he's the strong the democratic exactly. leader who is fighting the evil Russians. And yeah. before the Russians ever invaded, this guy had, you know, millions of dollars in yachts and, and houses oh, in yeah. Miami. And this guy's li- uh, Right, exactly. So how is he living like that if he's just this guy wearing a T-shirt going around trying to stop Russia? He's very corrupted. He's extremely corrupted and uh, he has uh, the protection. And he's protected at the same time by oligarchs. We know that. And uh, we know that his interests are, uh, he's not a patriot. Uh, as uh, they portray, some media portraying to be, uh, you can care less about the, the Ukrainian people, or they would have negotiated before uh, different conditions with Putin at the time. Uh, it it was the space for negotiation. Right. There was there were a time in which we had a space for negotiation. Don't forget that people trying to dismiss this as uh, okay, Putin is crazy. That's right. Okay, Putin is crazy. You care about your people. Try to sit at the negotiation negotiation table right. and try. You know, figure out the situation, but he didn't care. Uh, he's overprotected by certain powers, mostly financial powers, and uh, he's instigating a society which is very divisive. He's not respecting the will of his own people. For example, the mass uh, and the Crimea, where they, in Crimea in particular, they voted for uh, accession to Russia already years ago. Right. So, uh, where is democracy? Where is the respect of the people's will? No, it's a great, it's a great question. Follow her on Instagram at Simona underscore M A N G I A N T E underscore uh, Simona Mangiante. Go follow her there. Great pictures there. Great updates there. Also on Twitter and other social media as well. And she does a great job. If you haven't checked out that uh, the three part series where she is the interviewer in the third part, what was that third part called that you were the interviewer on? It's a uh, Ukraine, uh, 30 years, the everlasting present. And uh, right. I had a chance to interview the political leaders of uh, independent Ukraine, including uh, former President Yushchenko, the prosecutor, uh, um, and uh, also uh, Suslov and yeah. other political eminent exponents and member of the parliament. So right. it's, uh, it's, it just gives you a pretty much good idea what to, in the history of independent Ukraine is from the people right. who made it. So it really helps understanding how the situation developed. I've got maybe 20 seconds left. That's all I have. But I, w- I just want you to, to quickly tell me, what does Europe think of Joe Biden? Uh, they absolutely have a horrible image of Joe Biden. Uh, everybody agrees with President Trump that Joe Biden is sleepy Joe. Everybody sees him as weak and as a clown who weakened the image of the United States of America in the world. It's amazing uh, because I, I've heard that from other people as well. And here we are dealing with this guy for another two and a half years. It doesn't make any sense. Hopefully the midterms go the right way. Simona, thank you so much for your insight. You're always just great to come on because I know that it's later in the day for you there. But to come on from Europe is extra special for us. Come on again soon, would you? Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. And thank you so much. All right, Simona. Thank you very much. It's, it's always uh, you, you bet. Uh, Simona Magianti Papadopoulos. Follow her everywhere. And we're back after this. Stay here. Joe Pags.
So you know how earlier you were talking about the situation with uh, Cameo. Um, yes. Rapper Jack Harlow was dealing with something similar. He shot uh, his music video at the um, at the Kentucky Derby, and now Peter's coming after him and telling him he should donate his money from that to that. That's so stupid. All right, Paul, appreciate you. Sam, Carrie, Joe, see you. This is the Joe Pegg Show.